0: Hello, friends. Welcome to an emergency episode of the Locked on Hawks podcast. I am your host, Brad Rowland, coming to you on a Wednesday afternoon. And my apologies for the audio quality, but I was scrambling to get this up to you and uh, up as quick as possible. But the big news of the day for the Hawks is unfortunately negative news, and that's DeAndre Hunter is going to be missing the rest of the season with his knee issue. Um, Obviously, Hunter's been out for long periods of time this season with the same knee. It's his right knee. And uh, famously, he's missed the last two games of the series. The uh, the first two games in the series against the Sixers. But it was announced by the Hawks on Wednesday afternoon that Hunter uh, had some mild swelling in the knee, which we kind of knew already from what they had been saying. But um, the head team physician and the head orthopedist examined Hunter and suggested an MRI, which he underwent on Wednesday. That um, initial review revealed a, a new small tear of the lateral meniscus in his knee. And uh, from there, the MRI went to a different doctor in Los Angeles who confirmed that tear and recommended surgery on it. So Hunter's going to have surgery in Los Angeles um, on Tuesday. And... Obviously, the headliner is that he's going to be out for the rest of the season. And timeline-wise, uh, I don't want to guess too much, but not going to be a huge injury in terms of like it's not an ACL or uh, you know like, like a year-long injury, but still could be a little bit of time. Obviously, Hunter missed extended period this season with a different uh, sort of, I guess, de- debridement surgery. In fact, it was announced on February 8th, um, you know I guess almost four months ago to the day, that he was going to be having a lateral meniscus arthroscopic debridement procedure. And that was what he had the first time. So it was a surgery, but it was described as, you know, kind of, you know, sometimes it's uh, back and forth and the wording is a little bit un- uncertain. I'm not a doctor by any means. But it seems like this is, a, obviously, they, they worded it as a new injury, a new tear, and the swelling and all that stuff. So next year, I don't know. It's obviously going to be a short off season. It is now, you know, early to mid-June. The supposed to open the season in October. So I guess next season training camp could be uh, somewhat up in the air. But for now, I don't want to speculate on that. The headliner, though, obviously, is that he's going to miss the rest of this season. You know, this is not a massive surprise just because he missed those first two games. And, uh, you know, I, I even alluded to this yesterday on the podcast, and we had a two-part episode, by the way. If you if you missed anything from that, it's still available for you in this podcast feed. But um, once he missed those two games, nothing would have surprised me too much with regard to him coming back in game three or just kind of missing the rest of the season, etc. So, you know, basketball-wise, this is obviously... Brutal, but I want to focus on Hunter for a second. You know, this is a guy who was having a breakout season. Uh, he's still very young. He's t- you know 23 year old guy um, in his second year, enjoying a full fledged breakout early on in the season. So obviously he played 23 games, only 19 starts because he was coming back slowly after that. But before the injury t- took place, he was kind of having again what I would describe as a full on break breakout scenario for him, playing great two way wing, checking all the boxes the Hawks wanted to, when they drafted him coming out of Virginia and traded up for him in that draft. And then when he came back, he was a big part of the Knicks series victory. Uh, Could they have beaten the Knicks without him? Maybe. But Hunter flashed a lot of his upside, you know, taking away Julius Randle, guarding Derrick Rose, and doing all those things that he's able to do, being versatile, being talented. He's not going to be scoring 30 points a game, but DeAndre Hunter is the guy that every single team in the modern NBA wants that 6'8", versatile two-way player that has offensive creation equity. He's a shooter. He can play defense on multiple um, sort of schemes and multiple players, etc. So, obviously, uh, I've always liked Hunter, um, even in the draft, and it was really fun to see him sort of break out this season. So, it's obviously brutal. Obviously, uh, you know, I would say that everyone hopes. And clearly, the Hawks do as well. That uh, they wanted to be, you know, they want to be careful with him because he's obviously a long-term piece for the team. In fact, I'm going to play some audio for you real quickly here. Um, this is before the news broke, so this is after the game on Tuesday. But Nate McMillan stressed post-game that they were going to be uh, careful with uh, with DeAndre when he was kind of pressed on that. I want to play that audio for you now. So this is the most recent public comments other than the release. So here's what McMillan had to say about Hunter and his status again after the game on Tuesday. Coach. Travis was on the Hawks flagship radio station this morning talking about DeAndre, saying he doesn't want to jeopardize long-term effects with the knee. It's a fine line between living in the moment of projecting five or ten years down the line. Uh, is there a discussion on, you know, can he go or is this, you know, just precautionary? It seems like, you know, if you can play, you can play. I mean, what's the moment of, uh, I guess, the no, question? It, it is just, we, we're going to be cautious with him. Uh, we all, we have been. You know, since he had the surgery, and uh, we're going to continue to to do that. If he feels uh, well enough after treatment to play, then we will put him out there. If 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 he, he doesn't, then we're going to hold him. You know, so uh, we 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 always take that approach uh, with our guys. So you hear that they're, they're always going to be taking a cautious approach with Hunter, as they should. as a young player, but with any player. I mean, obviously, I would say above and beyond on a guy in a second season, but they're not going to throw him out there if there's any risk of injury. I know a lot of Hawks fans, um, you know, jokingly or not, have equated this with what Embiid is facing in Philadelphia. I will just stress that you know while I'm not a doctor, this stuff is not always the same. I know Embiid is playing on a partially torn meniscus, and I guess that sounds similar um, to what Hunter's injury is, but... Um, I would say uh, I would not criticize Hunter whatsoever for having a procedure done here. They're obviously, you know, they want to have this cleaned up for the future. And it didn't seem like he could be able to play anyway. So uh, obviously, you know, I I get kind of the equation there, but this is clearly uh, serious enough where they are recommending surgery after two different opinions. He's having it. And uh, that's where we are for now. Um. You know, as far as the rest of the series is concerned, we'll get into that momentarily. But first, a word from a couple of sponsors on today's podcast. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download. And once you're in, you can talk with fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or your favorite sport. Locker Room is a perfect place to start and join conversations about the league. And you'll find fans just like you in Locker Room for watch parties debates post-game breakdowns of course reacting to all the biggest news and rumors you can even find lots on hosts across MLB NBA and the NHL including some of our big name folks in fact I know for a fact the Hollinger Duncan podcast has been on there um, recording live and then sharing that on their podcast platform all kinds of our hosts are up and down the channels you can find them in the locked on rooms and you definitely should go ahead and check that out now in fact Go download the free Locker Room app, currently available on all iOS devices, and be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join any of the conversations about the NFL, MLB, and NHL, in addition to the NBA, for all the latest league updates. I know you'll find incredible rooms about your favorite teams in your leagues, and I'll be sure to let you know once there are even more rooms going on from the Locked On team. Download the Locker Room app today. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. Don't let the stress of daily life weigh on your body, whether you're an elite athlete or someone who is not an elite athlete. Like me, you're just trying to make it through the day with tension-free activities, Theragun can help. Theragun is the handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power, and it's as quiet as an electric toothbrush. The Gen 4 Theragun doesn't just feel good, it gets to the source of the pain by releasing tension using Theragun's signature percussive therapy, which goes 60% deeper than vibration alone. Whether you want to treat your muscle tension from working out, an injury, or just the stresses of everyday life, there's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4. The OLED screen and design make you feel like you're holding something from the future. Just go to their site and check it out. Use the, and the Theragun app learns from your behaviors and suggests guided routines. Theragun has also been awesome for me, uh, trying to relieve some tension from hovering over the, over the computer all day long and being stiff and all of that. It's been a godsend through that prism, and honestly, you should use it because I use it, and uh, you absolutely should, too, to be relaxed, to help you feel better. Theragun is also trusted by 250 professional sports teams like Real Madrid and elite athletes like Paul George, DeAndre Hopkins, Maria Sharapova, and hundreds of thousands of customers, in addition to me. Try Theragun for 30 days, starting at only $199. Go to theragun.com slash locked on right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash locked on, theragun.com slash locked on. All right, before we get out of here on this emergency episode, and uh, again, my apologies for the short way in here, but obviously I did two episodes yesterday. I'll have another one, at least I'm planning to, between now and game three, so I wanted to pop in anyway with a short episode Hunter, Hunter's absence will be felt uh, immensely. A lot of people wrote about that absence in the last day or two. I know Chris Kirshner did at The Athletic. Sarah Spencer at the AJC. Uh, it's been mentioned on this podcast. Clearly, the Hawks are not quite as good without DeAndre Hunter. I think everyone knows that at this point, but it's worth saying again, his absence is considerable, and there's no one on the roster that can replicate what he can do. There are guys who can sort of piece it together for sure. And I know that Hunter played 23 games this year. And uh, that obviously does not include the playoffs. So I guess 28 if you include the playoffs. But they did have the, you know, I, I guess the quote-unquote benefit of playing without him for a large portion of the season. They were able to win games without him. So it's not the end of the season by any means for the team. I want to stress that. Are they as good without him? No, they're not. But they can they can, and have function without him already. They, they won a game in the series without him. So that's the uh, more positive spin moving forward. Um... With regard to what they should and shouldn't do or maybe will do with the rest of the series, um, I was on record with this last night, but I'll say it again. I would start Kevin Herter in game three and beyond. Uh, There are challenges with size when you're starting uh, Herter, Mugdanovich, and Trey in the backcourt. It's a pretty big team in Philadelphia, but Herter is just leaps and bounds better than the other options. Um, He's been basically playing starters minutes in the series already. That's the very logical step. Um, I'm not sure if they will do that or not, but I think he'll definitely continue to play a ton of minutes. Um, The question is, uh, what do you do do around that? And obviously, this is an area where Hunter has not played in this series. So you've kind of seen what the Hawks are going to do, or at least are likely to do, without him. They have Solomon Hill. They have Tony Snell. Those are your primary options other than Kevin Herter um, as your backup wings. Um, Cam Reddish is reportedly somewhat closer to returning. I have no idea if he'll be eligible to play at this moment in time. We we do not have the injury report for Game 3. Travis Link had some pretty positive comments about Cam and his readiness, but regardless, even if he was available, I would, again, stress keeping your expectations pretty low for Cam. He's not played in a long, long time. If he does play, he'll be limited minutes-wise, even if if they wanted to play him a ton, they probably can't in terms of medical stuff. So all those things are definitely in, mix, in the mix. I will say there's potentially a chance to try him if he's available in the series. He is the best defender of that group, full stop. Offensively, more of a question mark, but I think you could probably assume that Reddish is going to be the best defender uh, in terms of the, on the perimeter. You, know, you can certainly argue that Solomon Hill's off-ball defense and his organization are super valuable as well, but Ken's a better defender than Tony Snell, etc., Offensively, Herter clearly the best option. Um, I would maybe try Tony Snell a little bit more in Game 3 uh, with the way that Solomon Hill is not being guarded in this series. That's kind of the fallout. But again, there's a reason why I'm not going to have an hour-long podcast right now. It's because we we have just seen De'Andre Hunter not play in the first two games. Um you know, the Hawks are going to be underdogs. In fact, I know they are. The betting market came out. Um, our friends have been on AG for one list. The Sixers um, as a pretty considerable favorite now in the series. That's not a huge surprise. I will stress the Hawks have home court advantage. If the Hawks come home and win the next two games and they've been great at home, then they'll obviously be in the driver's seat. If they don't, then obviously, you know, it gets, it gets a little bit more difficult. But um, nothing is going to change massively other than there was optimism, at least in the fan base. And obviously, you know, you sort of cross your fingers and hope. That Hunter could come back at some point in the series, but now that's not going to be an option, and as a result, you have to kind of go with what you have. The Hawks did win game one without him, it's possible they can win the series without him. There's no question about that in my mind, but the sledding is more difficult without Hunter. Um, lastly, you know, it, it's going to be a big summer for the Hawks in general, lots of decisions to make. Uh, they certainly want to plug DeAndre Hunter in as their full stop small forward of the future. This, this shouldn't change that. It's not, it's not the kind of injury. I know it lingered all season long to the point where he didn't play and missed a ton of games. Missed 49 games out of 72 in the regular season, but this is not, at least in what I read and what I understand, a, an injury that should linger beyond when he comes back from it. Um, famous last words, of course, but Um, We'll see what happens moving forward, but uh, I still believe in DeAndre Hunter quite a bit. A fun season for him when he was able to play. Frustrating, I know, for the team and for him that he was not able to play even more this year, but a lot to build off of. We'll talk about him more in the offseason, but for now, the Hawks will go through the rest of this series with Kevin Herter and Solomon Hill and Tony Snell and potentially, potentially, potentially Cam Reddish at some point along the way. And we'll have all kinds of updates throughout the rest of the series. I would once again encourage you to listen to the two-part episode that I dropped last night. A solo pod and a dual pod along the way there. Uh, Again, I'm planning to have at least one more show between now and Game 3. But at the very, very latest, you would see me after Game 3 in this same feed. Please subscribe to the podcast. If you're getting this podcast, you probably already are a subscriber. But if you're not click that subscribe button now, that follow button on your podcast platform of choice. If you're looking to, to uh, help the show in the best way possible, leave five-star feedback and also subscribe via multiple platforms. If you want to uh, help us uh, you know, subscribe, resubscribe, download multiple times, I encourage all of that kind of behavior to support the podcast. And thank you so much for listening to this episode. Um, that'll be it for me today, but uh, much more expanded coverage in the weeks and days to come. Stay tuned for all of that.